0: Hello, Pleasure Town listeners. This is executive producer Keith Ecker. I just want to give you a little introduction before we launch into this wonderful minisode, which was written and produced by our associate producer, Brady Guy. First, uh, we have a new website. It is built uh, by the generosity of our Kickstarter backers from last year. You can check it out at www.pleasuretownshow.com. Let us know what you think. You can send us an email at pleasuretownshow at gmail.com or connect with us on Twitter or Facebook. Also, we have an e-newsletter that's going to start going out at the end of this month. So you can sign up for that by visiting www.pleasuretownshow.com. There's going to be a little pop-up. Just put your email address in there, and uh, you'll be getting some goodies in your inbox in the not-too-distant future, as long as you're listening to this before we actually send this e-newsletter out. Ah, podcasting. So without further ado, enjoy this wonderful minisode.
1: Hatred is a firework. It is gunpowder concealed in a paper-thin body lying dormant, waiting for the tiniest spark of fear to ignite it.
2: Careful, Coolie. You could break your neck falling off your horse like that.
1: (laughs) And for a Chinaman, this little caravan of hungry, extract layers was a tinderbox. Oh... What's this then? It seems here you lost your canteen when you took your tumble. Give it back! Oh, are you thirsty? (laughs)
2: Look at how pathetic he is, Danny.
1: So pathetic I can barely stand a sight of him. Let's go, my love. (sighs) Nick Proper.
3: You okay there, partner?
1: A former Texas ranger turned drunk and all-around bumbling fool. He wouldn't stop Danny and his sister from harassing me but at least he wouldn't let them kill me, neither. As far as Americans go, he's the best one I know.
3: You know, I don't blame you folk for moving out to Oklahoma to try your hand at mining coal. But moving across this western plain, I tell you, it's dangerous. Let's see there. There's rattlers, coyotes, banditos, exposure, of course, dehydration, heat stroke, getting shot playing poker.
1: This animosity in my caravan was nothing new. When my father and I first set foot on American soil, we were greeted with rotten vegetables thrown at us by nearby dock workers. I was so mad that I scooped up a cabbage and took aim. But my father held me back. Don't let their hatred afflict you as well, son. Why not? They hate us, so I hate them. Their hate is derived from fear. They are afraid for their jobs, afraid for their wives... Afraid for their livelihoods. They are afraid of the other, the unknown. They are ignorant, and this is known. Would you be so quick to be as ignorant and afraid as they? What if they throw vegetables at us again? Bah. What is a bee sting to a bear? What's a bear to a country full of bees? Out west, my father and I had hoped to earn our fortune on the Great American Railroad fortunate enough to send back to mother and the twins the funny thing is i thought it would be this fantastic journey i had daydreamed about the camaraderie i would share with my fellow tracklayers camaraderie that was forged from the strength of our backs and from our joint endeavor i fantasized about living under the great american sky in the wild west what was absent from my dreams was the derision we faced in the saloons, the violent outbursts in the streets, and all too often were we confronted with the faint shimmer of a knife in the dark. My father continued to let the hatred wash over him, and still he stubbornly trudged on, spouting his sayings. I admired and resented him for this, his noble naivety admired him for his strength of character, resented him for thinking that we could survive in a place where we were at best unwanted. In the end, this was his fatal flaw. We had set out to carve our fortune from the American West, and instead, he carved out his grave. Buried underneath half a mountain by men who didn't care. I was 20 and a prisoner in a foreign country. Unable to return home, I took up residence in San Francisco as a launderer for 13 long, miserable years until I finally earned enough to bring my mother and siblings to the States. But again, this country crushed my spirit in the form of the Chinese Exclusion Act. The United States would no longer be accepting Chinese immigrants. Now there are many ways around the laws of man. But with the rise in risk came a rise in cost. Not only did I need to raise enough money to have my family smuggled in, but I had to find a place where they wouldn't be attacked. Which brings us to Oklahoma.
3: Eight stroke, getting shot playing poker, getting shot watching people playing poker, shooting yourself accidentally. That's something I know a little bit about. Oh, and don't forget about cholera. There was a rumor floating around in that town we just passed through that they probably had an outbreak. But you know rumors. Probably just some mother hens clucking up something dramatic. Heh. You know cholera, right? Comes from bad water. Bad water, you know, glug, 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 patooey. Good thing I only drink
1: whiskey. You don't have water? Didn't you hear me? I only drink whiskey. That night, I remember hoping that going without water for a day or two was going to be the extent of my worries. I guess some of my father's naivety rubbed off on me.
2: Danny, what's wrong?
0: I'm
1: all, I'm all right. I'm all. <coughs>
2: what is it, Dan? Where does it hurt?
3: Confound you all! I need my winks. Damn it! What's the commotion?
1: You must understand. I don't take pleasure in others' pain, but I must admit, seeing my tormentor tormented was satisfying. Unfortunately, it showed in the smile on my face.
2: He was coughing all evening, and now all of a sudden, <coughs> he's, <coughs> he's cramping and puking, and, and you, the Chinaman, did this.
3: Now hold on a moment, miss. As I was just saying yesterday, the town we passed through... That
2: shifty-eyed bastard poisoned him. Let's
3: not be hasty. The
2: only thing I'll be hasty with is my pistol.
3: Steady on, miss. Run, Hong. Get the hell out of here. Stop shooting, damn it.
1: Ostracized once again, I rode from the caravan. I rode and rode throughout the rest of the night, plagued by my dry tongue scraping against the roof of my mouth. But as luck would have it, I happened upon a small creek where I was more than happy to soothe my parched mouth and replenish my canteen. As I bathed, I mulled in the delicious irony that if Danny had not poured my water out, I myself might have fallen ill. What astounding fortune. With any luck, Adine might fall ill herself. I could picture her lying there, drying herself out. The horrible stomach cramps, her skin turning blue, writhing in agony until the very end. Damn it. Damn it. I couldn't let the man die, or the woman or anyone else who had drunk the tainted water. I would not let myself fear them as they feared me. I would return to the group and lead them to the creek. I decided I would save them. The sun hung high in the sky, and my eyes drooped from the lack of sleep. Yet I was alert. I thought Aideen might be waiting for me. Instead, I found her and her brother waiting for death. Their lips cracked and dry, their chests rising and falling erratically. Nick, unusually grim and silent, stood by their bedsides. Before I could make my way over to their tent, he spotted me and pulled me aside. Hey there, part.
3: It might be best if you keep your distance. But water! We dumped all we got in case that were tainted too. The closest water on the map is Pleasure Town, but that's twenty miles away. This whole camp needs clean water pronto, otherwise... No! I know where water is! You know where water is? Well, Lord have mercy, Hong! You might have just saved the camp! Let me find my... Let me find my map. It's somewhere around here. Is that the Chinaman?
2: I thought I told you to stay gone. You should have (coughs) listened. After all, you ain't got nothing to come back to.
1: (laughs) (coughs) What does she mean?
3: It can wait, Pard. Now about that water. No... No, what did they
1: do? What did they do? Oh, hold on a minute. Oh! In front of me were the tattered ruins of my tent and the ashes of my only possessions. The few tangible things that kept my family alive with me. The letters from my mother. A few of my father's old clothes. And all of my savings. Gone.
3: Look, I know this isn't the best time, but these people desperately need water. You know where it is. All you have to do is point it out on this... Hong? Hong, where are you going? Hong, show me where the water is. Hong! Hong, you can't leave these people! Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Hong! Hong! You're killing them, Hong! You're killing them guys! Damn you!
1: My father was wrong. Retaliation is an act of justice, not of fear. You can't live if you allow the villainess to attack your soul without retribution. Injustice demands action, not passivity. And so I acted. I left Aideen and Danny in that little patch of dirt. I left all of them to dry out in the Oklahoma sun. I did it because I am not afraid of them. I am not afraid.
2: Hello, Pleasure Town listeners. This is Emily Modaf, Senior Producer of the show. Thanks for tuning in to our second mini-sode of the mini-season. If you haven't heard our first mini-sode, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And we're happy to announce that our brand new website includes a handy-dandy character map so you can keep all the residents of Pleasure Town straight. You can check it out at www.pleasuretownshow.com. Thanks again to our Kickstarter backers whose donations help to fund the creation of our fancy new website. As always, we'd like to thank the crew that made this episode possible. This episode of Pleasure Town was written and produced by Brady Guy and performed by Chris Higgins, Michael Rice, Dwight Sora, and me, Emily Modaf. Sound design by Brady Guy, editorial oversight by Aaron Cahill. Pleasure Town was created by Keith Ecker and Aaron Cahill. Our senior producer is me, Emily Modaf, and our associate producers are Brady Guy, Joe Courtney, Lizzie Seidenstricker, and Colin Wright. Our staff writer is Gwyn Fulcher. Original music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen and engineered by Colin Ashmead Bobbitt. Pleasure Town is an ever-growing interactive narrative which relies on your creativity, your imagination, and especially your voice to expand the legend. Find out how you can join the story at PleasureTownShow.com.